Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Jordan is on best. Harper's on Miller. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Cornrows Podcast. I am your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started, if you have not already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. We always want to hear from you and get any feedback or thoughts on what you have. Um, first of all, before we do get started, um, I uh, we were going to do a mailbag pod this week. Uh, I'm going to just have to delay it a couple days still. We, uh, things kind of got a little bit out of whack with uh, some of the uh, events that went on in the world this week and that pushed a lot of things. So we're, uh, we will get back to that, but don't worry. I'm saving all those questions. Uh, we're coming at you after the 117, I mean, 125 to 117 loss to the Phoenix Suns today. Pacers dropped to six and three. Um, before we kind of dive in on it, Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, rough game for the Pacers. They just didn't quite have enough juice tonight, but uh, it was an entertaining game, I have to say. So, uh, yeah, it was good. And yeah, man, I, t- that I tweeted out. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like I, I, I tweeted out at the end of the game. I can't game. believe how many questions are coming in. Oh, I know, man. It's that's partially my fault. I don't know. Things were just so crazy with everything going on in Washington D.C. I had to take a day off. I was like, couldn't really focus on anything. But uh, we will, we will get in on that. I, I, I do promise. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but in, in looking at this game, though. Um, I thought, well, it was a frustrating loss for sure. I, I don't know. I mean, I totally agree. I think that's maybe the best game I've watched all year on everything. You know, I, I've watched as many games as possible. So, like, it's uh, definitely a compliment. I, it was just fantastic until probably, like, the last minute and a half, two minutes. Um, just a really yeah. good game all around. Um, I think one of the first things that I want to talk about the minutes are continuing. I know I, I'm just getting out of the way early because I know people are going to be frustrated yeah. that I keep talking about it. But Domas played 41 minutes. Malcolm played 39. I don't know. It's still just important to keep noting it, especially when you look at um, – I mean, we saw an all-bench lineup, and Nate Bjorken got asked about this after the game on running the bench lineup. And, of course, you know, he gave the same answer saying uh, guys need to continue to stay ready so that he can call on them anytime. Um, and – it's funny because I tweeted out like, right. It was the free throws were happening and they subbed out. Um, who did they sub out? I'm trying to remember right here. Um, I had it. I had it like right in my notes. Yes. Okay. So um, Cassius Stanley subs in for Aaron holiday. So it's Sumner, uh, Justin holiday, Cassius Stanley, Doug McDermott and Jakar Sampson. I tweet out. I'm like, you know, there's no ball handling or 
or passing on this lineup whatsoever. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens and how long they can run. They end up getting about two minutes to run. Uh, hold Phoenix scoreless, just playing some really. I don't. I don't want to say like it wasn't like the best positional defense, but they just hustled like crazy and they were switchable and they were all over the place. So they made it impossible for Phoenix to really get anything going. And then offensively, they just were able to get out in transition and make some things happen. And they ended up with as a plus four. Um, and then of course the uh, the lead. I mean, not the lead. The uh, the gap gets closed down to two. Um, Phoenix was up 98-96, and then they go on a massive run once the starters come back in. Um, the stars were just gassed in, in the fourth quarter. And that's something that we've can continue to see, um, over the last couple of games, especially since TJ Warren has been out. And I don't know, it's just a little bit concerning to me. You know, I think you look at what the bench did, how well Edmund Sumner played, he played in six minutes, but I don't know if he, he was just so impactful in those minutes. Again, single, I always talk about how, you know, single game plus minus is not really that in, you know, a, a super great driver, but, uh, Ed had the highest plus minus on the team today at eight. Um, and, and I mean, you could see in his minutes how impactful he was. The energy brought brought obviously the athleticism that the starting group doesn't necessarily have uh, all the way around. Um, I, I, so I think you look at it as kind of a double edged sword. You know, we saw that bench lineup get run and, and look really good. Um, so maybe there's going to be more incentive for them to play uh, perhaps earlier or for, for more than one stretch. Um, you know, in the next couple games. Yeah, I thought, yeah, but it was just exciting seeing that group in there and then seeing them get, you know, three stops or four stops um, in playing a little zone, playing a little crazy man to man. I mean, it was one of those things. And at that point, the game, it seemed like it might be slipping away a little bit. Um, the lead was like at seven, I think, when they went in. Uh, or when the... That, you know, it was really only for a couple of minutes that they ended up playing together. But yeah, but it was just like, okay, this is you know, Brooklyn trying to disrupt things and, and change the the uh, tenor of the game, and it, it worked. You know, but I was surprised at that time out, I mean, that they pulled him out right away. But you know, not all of them, but they put him uh, brought them in Spurs, um, and it was like, okay, uh, well, that was fun, <laughs> but it was quick. And, um, you know, and it was just tonight, it was just a, um, you know, Brodman and, and Oladipo just couldn't get anything going on the perimeter. And then, you know, it's kind of once the game was pretty much over, it was like they were tag teaming at the end of the game to get numbers, you know. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they really, you know, and, you know, and that's part of it. You know, that's part of that's the league. They're, they're all uh, individual. Um, you know, company. <laughs> as much as we hate to think about that, but you know, those numbers are, are huge, and and so a lot of times I know people complain about a guy staying in a, in a game that's a blowout, but you know, most of the time you'll look and it'll be like, oh, he's trying to get to a certain number before he gets out, you know, um, which is you know never fun, but losing's never fun. That's usually a byproduct of that. But uh, uh, but yeah, I, I saw that they got. They got up to that 38 mark, and you know now they're both supposed to and brought them in the top five in the league in minutes. Um, I, you know, I I'm starting to think it isn't going to alter much um, yeah. going forward.
just for one thing, I looked at this year. There's it fluctuates, but right now there's about thirty, let's say, and four of them are Toronto Raptors. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is uh, you know, kind of similar. And, and I know uh, Lowry and Van Vliet are up there, closer, you know, not as high as Brogdon and Spurs, but they're up there. So um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it's going to be. I, I feel like Brogdon kind of talked about how. I don't even think he could wrap his head around playing that many minutes all all year. You know, it was like, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be times where we're in and out and things have changed up, but um, but I don't, you know, I don't know when when that would start. I mean, this, this road trip would be a time with with the schedule they have. Oh, now. it has to be. That, I mean, five uh, games in seven it, days. There's there's no way that. Yeah. Yeah. And the the other thing I will say that's different than the last few years for sure. Um, and, and, you know, Frank going back is they are not, they're managing off days way, way differently. Um, you know, there's a lot less practice. Yeah, that's one practice. thing I noticed as well. And, and even the practices they do have, I, I think they're more efficient, not as taxing on the body. So um, they do, you know, I think manage the rest on the off time um, at least. So that's, a factor, I think, in, in um, you know, trying to keep them fresh so they can play those kind of, those kind of minutes. But, you know, it, it's still – the meter's still running. Yeah, no, so, exactly. Uh, and I think one thing I would add to, like, I, I really appreciate bringing up that <laughs> point because I want to mention, you know, obviously I'm not an, an expert in terms of, you know, uh, load, load managing and, and all of that in terms of looking at that. And it's always important yeah. to mention that the Pacers have one of the best training staffs in the league. Um, they know what they're doing, so you just uh, try and have faith in that, I guess. But I think, yeah, I, there's valid uh, points to both sides of the the argument. I think is the way to put it. I, I never want to come off like it's, um, you know, just trying to hammer that point home, but still just worth noting. Um, but I think one thing that is interesting, though, I mean, you look at how Ed played. Uh, Jakar, I actually thought Jakar wasn't great tonight. He, he, it was just a tough run for him. He was playing at center most. Well, yeah. no, he didn't play at center mostly. He was at a. Other than the two-minute run, when he got to play at center, he was playing uh, alongside Sabonis at the four, and that was not effective. That, that did not look good at all. Um, but one thing I wanted to note was with Victor, even though Victor had a relative, well, not relatively, I mean, he did have a poor game offensively, shot seven of 21 from the field, um, two of seven from three, and did not get any foul calls. Um, yeah. I thought this is the most uh, – kind of like quick twitch and athletic he's he's looked and I know I I feel like I keep saying that every couple games but he keeps showing more and more on that end and I think we're finally seeing like the last building block to come into place is going to be the verticality and we saw some of that last night with like the first like Victor's had like a wide open dunk in in the bubble I think was the last time he had one I don't think he's dunked yet this year he might have uh, early on I can't remember but I mean, he had the tomahawk coming right down the lane. That was like a that was like a 2017-18 victor slam with uh, with Victor. I need. I think I'll do a film thread on it tomorrow on Twitter. Or I might do like a quick article on it. But in looking at his uh, the way that he's coming down the lane or even getting into the lane, I mean, I think yeah. uh, in looking at the like they're running a lot of curls uh, on the wings to to get Vic and, and Malcolm going downhill and especially with looking at Vic, I mean, when he comes off the screen, he's picking up acceleration yeah. so much quicker than he had been previously. 
And so he's getting to the rim extremely well, and that was huge for the offense tonight. But he's just the lift, and, and we're seeing that when he tries to get up, um, he he's not quite there. You know, like there's he's not able to get enough lift to really finish effectively at the rim right now. So I think that's the last part that we're looking for. But the biggest thing is just that he's getting there now. You know, he's not hesitating, yeah. thinking about having to drive. He's just like going there because he he feels comfortable with his body. At least that's kind of where I'm at from watching him. I need to kind of dive into it again, uh, probably tomorrow morning. But yeah, yeah I thought uh, this is a definitely a promising, promising sign. Yeah, that stretch in the in the third quarter, he might be at three or four. Uh, you know, we're talking about he's curling around, does a spin, and he's going. You know, he's going hard to the hoop, and he's yeah. doing a variety of finishes, and then all of a sudden, um, on the on the one, it just went boom. It's like, yes. Exactly. There it is. It, it's still in there. Cool. So, um, you know, I. Uh, but you're right. The fact that he is exploding to the rim looked a lot better, and you know, he and Sabonis in that third quarter was just um, going hard and and, and uh, making plays. It was. It was uh, a shame I couldn't get all the stops <laughs> at the other end. But I mean, that that was just, the sh- you know, there was some shot making going on by the Suns tonight. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean it was it was very tough because uh Mikhail Bridges had a career night. I made the mistake of tweeting out in the first quarter that um he was, you know, I I, I was like, you know, Mikhail Bridges is on watch for his career high. He, I think he had 20, no, not 20, he had 16 in the first quarter, I think 15 or 16 in the first quarter because he was just hitting everything. Um, and I tweeted out, I was like, Oh, well, his career high is 26, so he's on track to beat that. And then he did, of course. Um took the second most shots on the Suns, six of eight from three. Like it was just, uh, it was tough because Aaron holiday was guarding him quite a bit, which that's a tough guard for him. But at the same time, um, I felt like you could have put anybody on him. And I, I mean, everything was swishing. Like yeah. it wasn't even just like, uh, close, like everything was just dropping. I think it was just kind of one of those nights yeah. where he was going to go off regardless of who was defending him. Um, yeah, but it does bring it, up it an interesting. So long. God. Oh God, I yeah, know. When, the length when is he ridiculous. gets it going, you're right. It's, it's a real hard guard. Yeah, because um, because he has that length. Yeah. Ooh. What do you th- What do you think about Aaron right now? Because he's kind of struggling still. Um, he only took three shots tonight. He played the uh, second least minutes out of all of the you know main seven man rotation, um, and. I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to say I'm not trying to like pin anything on him. I'm just wondering where you're at with with how Aaron's playing so far to start the year and kind of his role on the on the team right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've kind of hit this a few times before, but he and it continues. I mean, tonight is kind of uh, funny. I, you know, he opened the game as a three, and I thought, okay, here this might be the Aaron game because McCollum's out too. having the baby, and, and I thought, okay, this this could be it. You know. Uh, and then that was it. <laughs> that was it. Um, and unfortunately, um, and, you know, I, I feel like he's playing, you know, he's that fifth man in that rotation or that starting lineup right now. And, you know, I think he, you know, can handle it. And he, you know, does a good job pr- pressure on, on the perimeter and, and playing that role. But he, um, and, you know, I know he thought, you know, it'd be tough having him and McConnell both coming out the bench. And so somebody's probably going to be limited um, if they move, you know, let's say Justin or, or, or uh, Doug, you know, I mean, that's the other thing, you know, if you put Doug in that, 
and McDermott in that uh, starting lineup. Do you want him to be the fourth option, you know, where when he's coming off the bench, he can be maybe the second um, option or third option, but, you know, he's a guy you want getting the ball and, and scoring. So, um, and that's kind of how those roles are divided up. And I feel like, you know, Aaron's kind of sandwiched into this, you know, almost spackle role of what what do you need? I can, I'll fill in um, where he, it's not real defined what, what he's going to do. So, um, but man, I feel for him because he just can't get anything else going. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Yeah, I mean, I I really like what you're saying about the spackle role because right now, like, there are just so many guys who are effectively playing offense that you can't really – just force feed him minutes. Like I do think that you could try and get him to run more. You could try and have him run more stuff on ball, but it was tough because I mean Javon Carter is a really, really good on ball oh, defender. Another guy, I love Chris Paul is tough as well. Oh yeah, I mean, but There's also I will guard. say though, right now Deuce, Deuce McBride, who plays for West Virginia, is going to be better than Javon Carter in the NBA. You can count ah. on that. Oh, he's really good. Um, <laughs> I like but. It. Alas, uh, yeah, I think it was it, they were they were playing really tight on Aaron. It was making it hard for him to get anything going. Um, so it felt like Domas was running most of everything for the bench unit. Um, but I do agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think like that there are ways to maybe look at how that could change. But um, overall, like I just don't think that you can fault Aaron too much for stuff. Like yeah, the shots not falling, but I thought his defense has been good. Um, but the shots need to fall obviously at a higher rate and things need to work out a little bit more with his role. Yeah. I mean, right now he's a, um, the Pacers are 9.8 points worse uh, per 100 with him on the court, which is uh, the yeah. worst in the rotation. So, I mean, that's largely just because of the offense. Um, so hopefully that will, will write out, but uh, we're definitely, definitely wait and see on that. Um, I, I, Cause I think I, I, I was talking to Tony about this the other day Um just off air, not even on the pod, but you kind of have to just ride with Aaron because I think if if I you agree. put Aaron into a, a role on the bench, a I mean his confidence could could go down. Um, not that he's like a guy who really struggles with that. I think he, that's really kind of never been an issue for him, at least in Indy from what what I've seen. But at the same time, like I think if you put him on the bench and then you just try and keep trying to restructure things, like what does that do? Like how does that really help him? You know, I I don't know. It's it's an interesting conundrum. Yeah, and I mean, you know, hopefully Jeremy Lamb will be back in that too distant future, um, and that will shake things up as well. So, um, and maybe he'll find a different role. I, you know, I, I do. He probably wouldn't mind um, playing more minutes with that bench group. Um, you know, but right now, you know, there's a need to, to fill that that spot and. Um, I, you know, he's the best guy to be that fifth guy right now. That's starting even though it isn't, 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 the, perfect, you know, it isn't the perfect fit. Uh, I know uh, Bjorkman talked about it, how he's always 
thinking about different starting lineups, but you know, obviously we haven't seen it. Um, I'm sure he's always thinking about getting uh, some bonus for us too, but um, but until we, we see something like that, and again, I, I don't, I'm not really expecting a magical road trip where all these different things might happen, but you know, like I said, the five games and you know, in such a short time could generate, you know, it, you know, they're definitely, you know, they could have days obviously with the back to back and, and, um, it, it's, it's going to shake some things up. Um, there's just no way around it. So it'll be, that's just going to be something that's going to be fun to watch while they're on the road to, to see if anything, you know, can flower out of the, out of the circumstances, you know, that they get, they get thrust into where, where they have to have different um, combinations and maybe something will click. And, um, you know, they, I, I, I like a lot of these pieces they have. And, and even tonight when you saw those Cassius and, um, Ed come in off the bench. I mean, those guys can. I love versatile wing type players, and and you know, those guys can fit in and play. And, and even if they're not perfect on the offensive end, um, the energy is the biggest thing. Just finding ways yeah, to, to make things work. Sustain what's going on and, and give a boost, and and you know, it, like like Gorkin says, disrupt that type of thing. You know, it, it brings that energy, like you say. And um, it just, you know, when that group was out there, the starters on the bench, um, they were they were going crazy with the stops, and 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 then when they scored, so it was yeah, it was it was that was just a, you know, I really thought that might be a, a thing that pushed them over the hump, and they just got stuck there at two points, and then they all went away um, pretty quickly. So gotta give credit to Phoenix for taking that that shot and, and uh, pushing it back. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's the other thing I want to talk about too. I mean, Phoenix is just—they are good. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I've watched yeah, them a couple of times this year. Yeah, Cam Johnson is mm. nice. Um, mm. Yeah, nice. I really like Cam Johnson. I like just their whole team. They have a lot of depth. Like Langston Galloway played 12 minutes today, and he was—he was good. Um, He—I mean, he only scored once, but he—he he just provides interesting matchup stuff. You know, like I just really like their team. Um, I think they have a lot going there. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they do down the stretch because I, they, I mean, I thought they were going to be like a probably like a six seed coming in, but they've been a lot better than I expected. And I mean, DeAndre Ayton did not finish with like a crazy stat line: eight points, fourteen boards, which is good. But he played really good defense on Domas today. Um, I thought, you know, Domas finished twelve of twenty-four from the field, but a lot of those misses, like. You could tell, I mean, Domas is great at just bullying guys straight up. Like if somebody yeah. is not as strong as him, he will go at them. And multiple times today, I mean, he he, he tried to go at eight and early, um, but, uh, you know, down the stretch, he just started tr- – you, you could really tell that he was kind of knocking him off the block and giving him issues trying to go inside. Uh, he had some issues finishing inside as well. I mean, like a lot of Dom- Domas's uh, – points came off of just putbacks off of, you know, a second look. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden, um, he, his offensive game has got a lot, you know, ways to go, but he, 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 I mean, he took, I mean, Domas was pounding him, um, clearing space, I could say. Um, but yeah, 
he's probably the key guy with that group because all those other young guys are really um, can really be impactful and if Aiden can continue to grow with those guys and and even you know get into a role like playing like Turner where you're just great D you know um, protecting the rim and and then getting you know picking up the scraps offensively that'll be uh, a good fit for that group. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I mean, we're going to see them again exactly a week from today, uh, 9 p.m. on January 16th. Uh, the Pacers oh. will play Phoenix in Phoenix. Um, so we get another crack at them. Uh, but noting Miles, I thought Miles had a really good game today on both ends again. You're right. Yeah, he did a little bit of everything. Yeah, he, yeah. he, had, he had three offensive rebounds for, like, I think it felt like the first time in his – no, I mean, four offensive rebounds. My God. <laughs> That cannot have happened very often in his career, but he was, I mean, he was extremely active on the glass, um, blocked four shots tonight. It's funny when he blocks four shots, it somehow seems like not even that many. Um, But yeah, I mean, offensively too, he had the one where he just totally shook uh, Aiden out of nowhere on the attack that closeout and drove right to the rim. He drew a couple, he drew a foul tonight. I mean, he's, he's making things happen. He's been so good. Like just, I I think, uh, it's hard to say who, like, you know, somebody's the early season MVP of the team and and not say Domas with how well he's played. I mean, freaking 28 and 22 tonight. Um, but Miles has just really been kind of the glue that's holding everything together so far this year. And I thought he was really solid tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I noticed um, – I just felt like the team as a whole had a little, I don't know, more subdued vibe than the last couple of games I was there. And maybe I'm just getting used to no fans in the place or something. Yeah. I don't know, but – but I, I did feel like there was a little less juice um, with the team tonight for some reason. But I literally did, you know, in thinking that, notice how much energy Miles had, which really is not something that you can say over the long haul of <laughs> going down the games there um, with him. And it, I feel just like he is, you know, got this role that he has developed and he's getting recognized for how well he's doing it and the defense and you know I think that's always you know he's always been so disappointed with where he's viewed across the league as a defensive player Um, but now he's you know undeniably one of the best um, in the league and getting that recognition and then also finding these ways to get to the rim and, and make plays and, and score. And, and even though he's not a primary option by any means, um, I, I just feel like he is really in a good place, <laughs> you know, which is crazy when you think back to the mini hop season when it seemed like, you know, boy, Miles is never going to recover from the trade talk and all that. Um, and now he's just, he's become valuable. And I feel like, he knows it, and it, it really seeps out of his body on the court right now. It's great to see. Yeah, no, I totally agree. He's just I, I'm working on writing something up on him because it's uh we we've seen it for enough this year to know that I I think it's you know the way he's playing is here to stay. So uh, yeah, definitely definitely working on yeah. on that. Um, did you have anything else you want to bring up before we get out of here? I think we've uh my my overall take is you know this was uh if you take away Mikhail Bridges having a career night and, and Victor and, and Malcolm 
combining to go seven of 41. I mean, it's not seven, 14 of 41 from the field. Um, it really tight game uh, other than, you know, the last four or five minutes. I, I thought there was a lot of positives out of it, obviously some negatives, but overall um, just eager to see what this team does over this next week. Cause this is going to be a gauntlet. Uh, I mean, Sacramento on Monday, uh, golden state on a back-to-back the next day, um, Portland, uh, two days later, Phoenix, two days after the Clippers on the second night uh, of a back-to-back at, yeah. right after playing Phoenix and <laughs> then playing Dallas three days later. So it, this is going to be a really tough schedule. Um, I'm actually yeah. really interested to see what happens with Victor too, because Victor is probably, I, I mean, based on everything, he's not going to play back-to-backs. Um, so that'll be, I mean, personally, if I'm the, the team, I mean, you probably wanted to play against Golden State and, LA but I, I don't I don't know it just kind of depends it's it's gonna yeah, be interesting yeah. to see how that gets managed yeah, manage how, I mean overall like we're talking about with minutes that's gonna be huge this uh this coming week so I don't know it'll be uh it'll be interesting but what are your kind of closing yeah, thoughts something we'll have to give so um and yeah just on the game tonight in particular it was um you know I, I felt like the Suns went out and won that game in the fourth quarter yeah which you know <laughs> me, you know good for them and, and you know i'm thinking it'd be good i think it's a good nba finals matchup yeah so let's go. <laughs> yeah well the pacers no longer have the best record in the nba so it can't hang your head on that right close enough though but uh i mean hey i i'll be honest one question for you before we got here do you if you went back a month ago before the season started, uh, so I guess if we went back a month from right now, it's preseason, right, in December 9th, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, um, and you said this team was going to be 6-3 and three coming out of the – I mean, I guess going into the third, third-ish third week of the season, uh, what would your thought have been? That would have been quite exciting, you know. I mean, honestly, I've, I really felt – they were just going to lose games early just because of yeah, the, too. you know, getting familiar with, with the Oakland and instead they were pulling games out and building confidence and, and, um, and building confidence in what he he's doing and teaching. And so, <laughs> excuse me. Oh man. Running, running up pubes. Need some but, water, um, man. But, well, it's, yeah. I know just that, um, you know, the way that, played out i think it has built up and, and now the expectations that, and the confidence with them is great and it's just fun to watch it watch them grow um in these new roles and 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 seeing how this coaching staff works with these guys i think a lot of them are excited what they can do together now yeah yeah i totally agree i i i think if you told me um or, you know, before the season started, they were going to be six and three. I, I don't, I wouldn't have laughed at you, but I would have been very confused as to how that was going to happen. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic about how things are going so far. It's a fun team to watch, good group of guys. So uh, yeah. again, we have a lot to, lot to look forward to. I think that's a good place to leave off to everyone listening. Thank you for listening. We have a lot of stuff coming out this week. We will be covering a lot this week. Uh, things will be coming at you fast. Um, so we're uh, we're definitely excited to be staying up extremely late with all of you. The earliest tip is going to be 9 p.m. this time next week. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Sacramento is at 10 p.m. on the 11th. Oh, it's at 1030 what... on the 12th. Luckily, there are no 11 o'clock now. tips. Yeah, 1030 <laughs> at night. Like, oh, man, this is going to be 
I, luckily I just got a new coffee pot. So, uh, this will be, a <laughs> this is the perfect time, man. Time, time to, time to get it out. But again, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, just have a good rest of your night. Keep your head up. It was a good game. Uh, and just thank you for listening. <laughs>